three, two, one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today is Sunday, November 29th, and I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the Pre-Market Roast with your hosts, Sebastian Ruiz and... Zachary Cassio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. We're coming back at you guys this Sunday with another top three stock picks of the week. Welcome back. Zach, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Just got back home from Tallahassee, so I'm kind of enjoying spending time with my family back here and just came back from Sanibel, so I'm ready to make some money this week on the market of course and again happy thanksgiving to you guys hopefully you guys are also with your family enjoying your loved ones time and uh, hopefully you guys had a great week but uh now it's time for a great week on the market so um we're gonna start off get it rolling right now with our first pick of the week and i think we'll pop it off right now with a pretty relevant pick especially going into tomorrow being cyber monday and that's going to be uh overstock ostk will be the ticker zach tell them a little bit about overstock because we've we've had our past um run-ins with uh e-commerce picks and you know what, what's going on with with overstock especially tomorrow being cyber monday yeah so overstock's pretty much actually a website it's pretty much overstock.com. If you guys have ever been on it, I'm, I've been on it plenty of times. I'm actually thinking about buying some furniture from on, from on overstock.com. They got a 70% discount tomorrow. You know, that's play, but I mean, this is that crazy. This is like Wayfair. I mean, this thing literally at COVID hit like around $3 and the high it hit was $128. I mean, that's abnormal returns and we haven't seen it drop below I'd say 52 since this whole thing started after it started running to 128 at the beginning. So, I mean, it started the uptrend again because e-commerce, obviously everything got sped forward and coronavirus kind of just brought everything e-commerce to light a lot quicker than it would regardless of, I mean, a lot quicker than it would have without the coronavirus and everyone's staying home. So, I mean, with the prevalency of buying things online, heating up day by day because of the COVID and everything else, people just love to buy it online. They're getting lazy. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing continued running. What do you think, Sebastian? Personally, just like you said, I mean, with COVID being, you know, COVID really engulfing this year, a lot of, you know, brick and mortar department stores, we've seen a lot of, you know, those stocks really take a big hit, but actually the e-commerce sector has really exploded because of, you know, the accessibility, especially with people staying inside and quarantining, still being able to get their products. And with Overstock, um, talking about, you know, that, that support we were looking at, the 20-day low is at 52, and we saw a good run last week where, you know, it's up to uh, 69, I believe. It closed on Friday. But like Zach said, I mean, this thing went from COVID lows of $3 up to $120. So we still see this giant upside along with Cyber Monday being the biggest day for the e-commerce sector out of the year. I mean, we should see, you know, we should see some sort of, you know, growth, revenue coming in, sales, like we said, 70% off the entire site on overstock.com. 
And also, if you guys have noticed with that new Instagram update, if you guys have heard us talk about Overstock in the past, as we have, um, they actually are connected with Instagram. So, you know, a lot of accessibility through social media, more connectivity, um, more, you know, contact between consumer, producer, and, you know, getting those products out to people as fast as they can, especially tomorrow being Cyber Monday. Um, I'm really hoping to see great returns on Overstock this week. Yeah, especially considering they actually that's it's kind of funny how you brought up that Instagram portion because big commerce I picked from the podcast before the last one, they actually are the ones that are running that show. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy how the two e-commerce companies align. So, I mean, definitely a great pick. I mean, I think now we should roll into our second one, AGTC, Applied Genetic Technology. Sebastian Starmile with that one. This is a banger. Yeah, I mean, this is a banger, guys. AGTC, uh, a little background for you guys. So it's actually Applied Genetic Technolo uh, Technologies Corporation. It's a clinical stage biotech company. And as you guys know, over here on the Break Room Podcast, uh, you know, we like the biotech sector. You guys have known that. You know, that's where bring our money in. comes bring in. Them bring in. them in. Bring them in from everywhere, from every corner. Um, and they develop a transformational gene therapy. So actually, we've been seeing a lot of companies, you know, um, moving towards gene therapies and kind of trying to isolate different genes for different um, really bad diseases and trying to find solutions for them. So these is, this is actually what these companies do, and they uh, specialize in rare and de debilitating diseases. Uh, right now, they are advancing their product candidates, and their three main uh, products that they're developing, which is their X-linked retinitis pigmentosis, which has already completed its phase one and two clinical trial, as well as an agromatopoeia that is is it's is in its phase one and two clinical trials, as well as an optogenetic product candidate for patients with advanced retinal disease. So they're hitting three different genetic uh, rare diseases and already uh, crossing that border between phase one and phase two. And you know, in addition, uh, Zach, tell them a little bit about what's going on. Uh, regarding the, these abnormal price targets that we're seeing, especially moving forward towards them moving into new trials in January, what potentially could we see with these guys in future returns? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so we found that they actually had a price target really recently, and Roth Capital adjusted their price target from 26 to 30 $30, considering the stock's only around, what is it, 4 um, was it 433 right now? I mean, that's probably 400% upside almost. I mean, that's a crazy number that they'd even come out with, which is just a mere fact of that's what their current drug that they're in trials for could end up producing for them in the long run as far as revenue goes, since this could potentially be a best in-class therapy stated by Roth Capital. So, I mean this company could have a hidden gem that just needs to get through trials. I mean, considering their first phase went exquisite for this last drug. And then the second phase that's supposed to start probably by first quarter 2021, which is just around the corner, that starting alone could bring this price up to $8 easily once it starts to actually roll into the trials, once they come out with a little bit of interim top line results from the phase one trial. I mean, that's just all going to make this price go up and up and up closer to that 30, anticipating it actually goes to the market. So, I mean, 
I'm definitely liking where it is, especially on the year. I mean, it's pretty low on the year. Really hasn't gotten anywhere close to the four, low fours, expect, except during COVID, which it hit a low of 229. So it didn't even go below two during COVID. And a lot of these companies that tanked with COVID never retested their lows. So, I mean, it's great to see that this company is one of them as well, because that means that they have a lot stronger chance to rebound. So, I mean, just considering the state that this company's in, the potential they have on that pipeline and the current price point, I mean, here at the Breaking Podcast, we're slamming this with a buy rating. Yeah, we're giving this a big buy rating, especially because I'm super excited about where this company's at right now in terms of their support. So in the chart, um, last week they actually hit a support of 388 and then started kind of validating up. So we saw that validation of an uptrend going up to the 430s, as Zach mentioned. But in addition, another thing that I'm really excited about is they have actually initiated a preclinical program. So this is different from their... um, ophthalmology development which is the you know the pigmentosis and the agrotopesia uh, as well as the uh, retinal disease um, this is actually a different preclinical program that they're targeting central nervous system disorders such as frontal frontal temporal dementia uh, lateral sclerosis and so these are rare diseases that really we haven't seen um, treatment for and so specifically seeing that they're targeting those moving forward into 2021 as long as well as their programs that they're already in clinical trials for that's super exciting as well as they have collaborations and agreements with Symprosis limited uh, the university of florida's biosite llc as well as uh, ophthalmology inc so these guys with all all that they're dabbling in it's super exciting that they're reaching out and trying to try different gene therapies and really try to find and isolate ways to you know better their patients as well as you know with these price targets it seems like you know obviously our analysts are you know anticipating this to reach those heights like Zach said so over, over almost almost over 400% uh, considering that we're in the $4 price range and we're getting $30 price targets. So that's super exciting as well. Uh, we've gotten a validation of an uptrend. So hopefully we see some sort of a continuation of that moving forward and into 2021. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that the price point's definitely looking nice. I mean, considering the fact that the lowest price target they've been given is $7.50, the average is $14.81 and the highest 30 and that's out of eight price targets. I mean, obviously, every single analyst has the same thing in mind. If this drug gets to the market, it can be huge. And with certain catalysts coming up soon, first quarter of 2020, I mean, 2021, fourth quarter of 2019 or 2020 coming out with some more top line results from the phase one or two trials. I mean, that could just alone keep this thing rolling. So, I mean, I think we're going to roll into our last pick of the day, though, on the week. And I mean, this, we actually, I mean, this episode, we've done some digging and this, we, we some dug real digging. We pulled the, sh- we pulled the shovel out for this one, guys. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I mean, I'd be, I'd say that we've got to give all three of these pick a star pick because I think these are hot, spicy, fuming bangers. Yeah. I mean, we dug our hole from Northeastern to China with how much we researched on uh, AstraZeneca. Because as you guys see, I mean, other companies with the vaccines are skyrocketing and AstraZeneca's kind of been behind that. But I feel like they have some really strong points. 
to why their vaccine could really come out and be effective, let alone we did call it out before. So, sorry to interrupt you, Zach. Just to preface, our third pick is AstraZeneca, ticker AZN. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we did call this out almost 20, 25 episodes ago. I mean, probably three months at this point. When COVID at first least. broke out, we, we called it out. This was our this was our selection when, you know, the Operation Warp Speed uh, finalists were brought out. This was this was the one that we decided to call out. And so this is a reiteration, and we're really excited to share with you guys what we found. So, Zach, I, I say you get it started, and let's tell them what we got. All right, so we're just going to start out with the reason why this stock even dropped off from the 65 range that it, that it hit previously around mid-July actually peaked around 60 bucks at the beginning of this month. And then it's kind of been falling off since. They actually came out and said that their vaccine candidate had 70% overall effectiveness at preventing COVID-19. However, there were two different separate arms in the co- or there were two co- uh, two cohorts in the study, one that received half a dose that demonstrated 90% effectiveness and the other one, which was obviously less, but the half dose demonstrated 90% effectiveness. Moderna and Pfizer's are 94.5 and 95%. So yeah, they might be a little bit better as far as overall effectiveness, but the people who even did get affected with this did not end up even going to the hospital because the symptoms were so almost non-existent rather than the people that didn't get protected from from the Moderna and Pfizer ones. They were more likely to go to the hospital with severe conditions. And the second point, I'm going to let Sebastian go over the third point because that's all three of these points are huge relating to why the price went down and why we think it's going to go up. The second one is Pfizer's vaccine because there's three main ones here, Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca. Pfizer's vaccine must be stored at negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit, requiring a special case and dry ice to be transported. So out of the United States and out of the other developed countries, not a lot of countries are going to be able to even transport dry ice or get that special case before the end of 2020, especially uh, and storage. Storage will be also a problem with that, with that, you know, with that temperature. Exactly. And then the Moderna vaccine can be housed for a month at normal refrigeration temperatures, but requires negative four degrees Fahrenheit for no, for longer storage. So, I mean, considering that, that also might require a little extra. T- I mean, some places only have just normal refrigerators at some of these certain doctor's offices in non-developed countries. And this is why we're so excited about what AZN is doing. Yeah, because they actually can be stored, their vaccine candidate can be stored in a normal refrigeration for as long as you need, which is a lot more accessible for everyone around the world. And I mean, a huge reason why we don't even think Pfizer and Moderna are going to make a dent in the real production. Tell them them about that, Sebastian. Yeah, I mean, just a little preface on what Zach said, the accessibility and the ability to get your hands on a vaccine and hold it for a long amount of time so where people can be able to have it is super important. So being able to house AZN's vaccine in regular refrigeration is such a huge point. But like Zach said, the biggest point that we're getting to is unlike Pfizer and Moderna, which together they think they will be able to produce 20 million uh, vaccines by the end of the year, 
AstraZeneca plans to have 200 million doses ready by the end of 2020, 700 million by the end of March 2021, and as many as potentially 3 billion vaccine doses through next year. So that is the real kicker here, folks. Quantity, quantity, quantity yeah, and accessibility. They can go around the freaking world with that rather than Pfizer and Moderna, who are U.S.-based companies, are probably just going to be looking to just take care of the U.S. But what about internationally? Exactly, exactly. And another kicker that we have here as well, because like Zach was saying, these these higher developed countries are going to have no problem storing the vaccine. But what about what about these other countries? What about the countries in Africa? What about the countries in Latin America? The the uh, you know the third world countries, impoverished countries. You know, this like we've said before, this pandemic doesn't segregate. You know, this pandemic is affecting everybody. And so, um, another big kicker that we have here is cost and production. So while Pfizer and Moderna have an agreement in place for vaccines in the range of twenty to forty dollars a dose. AstraZeneca has actually pledged to not make a profit during the pandemic. So that's considering that their production costs is going to be more than their price. And that their price right now is they're saying they're going to be uh, they're going to be pricing their vaccine at $2.50 a dose. Coupled with a less stringent refrigeration, it will make the it's going to make the vaccine easier to access in these third world countries that don't have social safety nets or a relatively rich population or economy which is going to be more accessible to everybody, which is, you know, that that's the real kicker here, folks. We need this to get out to people, right? We need this to get out to people. And another thing that we were reading in an article that was super interesting is that um, going back to what Zach said about the different cohorts, cohorts in the two arms, they did two different trials, one with a half dose and one with a full dose. They noticed that with the half dose, or sorry, they noticed with the full dose, there was a higher rate of uh, non-transmission, so even though that Pfizer and Moderna's uh, vaccine stopped symptoms, you know, of, of COVID more effectively than AstraZeneca's di- is doing at the moment, AstraZeneca's finding that the transmission rate, their transmission rate is getting lower and lower and lower, which is great to hear, right? It's containing it. It's containing the virus, which is what we love to hear. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just everything that we're seeing on this, on this company, everything that we're finding, it sounds pretty good. I mean, especially considering it kind of took a beating to the low 50s. And this company, even pre them talking about their vaccine, was already in the 50s, let alone they have so much other things in the pipeline that are soon to come out. Their phase one, phase two, phase three trials. I mean, they have probably over 40 drugs already on the market that are already being sold for prescriptions, everything else. So, I mean, this is a company. Yeah. This is going to be. This company's not going to drop regardless, but if they start coming out and getting huge contracts to get 100 million doses of vaccines around the world, I mean, that's going to skyrocket this company, just like Moderna's too. 100% guys and everything like like Zach said, you know, we dug a hole from here to China tonight. We're going we went balls deep. I think we 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 hopped on, started doing research at about nine o'clock and it's about 1 a.m. right now. So, you know, that's the time that we put into these episodes for you guys. And that's why I'm saying, you know, three top picks of the week right here, because these are absolute bangers for you guys. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely thanks y'all for tuning in who are still here at the end of the episode. We appreciate you. Just remember, I mean, we're bringing out some picks for you guys, but it's still your your duty to do your own due diligence on these picks and make sure you're buying and selling at points that you think are smart for your own trading strategies. So 
remember your exit and exit and entry points exit and entry points are important due diligence these are just suggestions and we're giving you guys the facts that we have found in our own personal research but at the end of the day you're the one pressing buy and you're the one pressing sell so um we can we can guide you guys but at the end of the day it's your actions that will speak so um again want to thank you guys so much for the support um we're actually uh very very close actually probably with this episode we're going to break 3000 listens on all platforms which is huge super grateful for that um and also quick announcement 2021 uh we're going to be we're coming to youtube motherfuckers we're coming we're coming in hot might have to cut that out might have to cut that out uh big announcement 2021 we're coming to youtube um we're trying to cut down a little bit on the episodes, kind of do a little bit more of a short form 10 minute just to get a little bit more of that retention rate. Now, you know, this generation likes that short form content. So we're just adapting to that. And I think a little bit more visual and, you know, a little bit more, uh, um, you know, interaction with you guys through YouTube, maybe for the put a face to the voices will help a little bit with that. And we're excited for 2021. It's going to be a movie, the takeover starting. Yes, sir. So you guys have a great day. Have a great trading week, and let's get this money, boys. Yes, sir. I want to thank you guys so much for checking into the break room. Make sure to send this to five friends. Like, share, post. If you guys are making money with us, let us know. Tag us, message us on Instagram, at Sebastian Ruiz, at Zach Cassio, at The Break Room Podcast. Let us know, because we've been cashing out, and it's going to be a hell of a 2021. I can tell you guys that. Thanks so much, guys. Peace.